Welcome back, Seahawks fans, to the newest episode of the Seahawks Nest Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Sano, joined, as always, by the Bobby Wagner to my Richard Sherman. It's Kevin Garber. Kevin, how you doing? Uh, I'm feeling released. And our very own uh, Russell Wilson. That's right. It's Eric Ronenbeck. Eric, how are you? Hey, you know, separation is a preparation. I want to be just trying, to, just trying to hit all the ex-Seahawks at once. Get all the depression out of the way as uh, as quickly as possible all right let's uh let's start in a weird spot uh, eric which hurt more russ or bobby bobby okay yeah just hearing that i was just telling you before the podcast like uh, russ has me in shock but then kind of like kind of processing that in the evening after like getting home from work and taking a walk and kind of just enjoying my hobby a little bit in the background on the news hearing and now uh, breaking news: Bobby Wagner has been granted his release. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, that was it was is really painful. That's that's the one that hurts. And Kevin, do you agree? Was uh, was uh, was Bobby the more the one that was more hurtful for you? Uh, no, for me it was remembering the uh, Jamal Adams trade in the new context. That's what hurt the most. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's talk about first just the the build up to this. So we've had uh, months of kind of like a. There's been like a like a shadow war, you know. We got Greg Bell and uh, some of the other beat writers on one side, who are all like, "There's no way that they're gonna trade Russ. Uh, this is all just rumors." And then we've got the other guys. Um, I would say the other team is like some national guys, uh, Rob's Rob Staten, uh, Joe Fan, and, and on the other side that that is like, "There, hey, there's some smoke here. Like, there's something really going on." I um, decided to believe the the lo- the the beat writers because. Um, I think in my heart, I just did not want to live in a world where Russell Wilson was not the Seahawks quarterback. I don't want to live in that world. And um, I was completely wrong. Like, uh, I I thought there's no way you walk away from a top five quarterback. A top five quarterback in the NFL is a ticket into the playoffs every single year. And um, I think that it's just you just cannot walk away from that, especially when you gave up two first round picks for, like you said, Kevin, Jamal Adams to kind of make sure that that window stayed relatively open. And your Super coach Bowl is window. 70. Like, like there were two really clear signs that we were not getting ready for a rebuild. Yeah, it's, um, it's tough. This is a, this is, it's kind of a brutal day to be a Seahawks fan. Uh, right, right now. It's not, hey, there's nothing mock really drafts are getting more fun. Yeah, mock drafts are more fun. Um, I will say this: uh, <laughs> we 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 kind of lightly poked fun at uh, Seahawks draft blog Rob Staten for for like you know we just like oh man this guy just thinks we're gonna gonna trade Russell Wilson. There's no way it's gonna happen. And you know what he he had a really solid read on the situation, and I'm more than willing to admit when I'm wrong. I'm not like one of those guys who's like. I, uh, you know what? I'm not going to be that guy. I'm never will be that guy. Um, you know, Rob had a good read on the situation. He did a good job. He stuck to his guns. And I felt like after watching week 17 last year, where they were all high fiving and it seems, and then this relatively quiet off season, like the off season was quiet up to this point. Right. Where is no, there's no rumblings. It kind of just, the trade just kind of came out of the blue. Right. Yeah. There's well, there was no like build up to it. Um, he stuck to his guns the whole time. And I think that's a, that's a hard thing to do, and uh, respect for that. Uh, this, this here's the thing. Okay, I'm, I'm now I'm going to get to my take. Now that I've given my respects to the people who who had takes and uh, all that stuff. Okay, now we've gone over that. Here's my take on this situation. Um, I think it 
ownership was put in a corner. Russell Wilson said he wanted to get traded. I don't think he wanted to work with Pete and John anymore. And so ownership's in a corner. They can either, you know, trade Russ or go get rid of Pete and John, right? And and move on from that. Um, I think it is incredibly risky to to try to go the direction of um, we're going to keep Pete and John and get rid of Russell Wilson. Uh, Top tier quarterbacks do not grow on trees. Um, we were seven and ten last year. We were probably like at best a fringe Super Bowl contender. We were like a you know we're a wild card team going into next season. Yeah. We're a wild card team. We were yeah. not a real we're not a real legit contender. We were we were a fringe Super Bowl contender maybe with Russ. Uh, we're we're like a team that's going to be you know between nine and eleven wins and and we're going to be competing for a wild card spot. That they, they needed to do something. I just don't know if this was the move. We thought it was like double down on the offense, build an offensive line. And we've been talking about how this is a chance to open a three to four year window. Uh, The other option is to open a two to three season rebuild and try and look for the next window. That appears to be the route, which means you're assuming that in the next two to three years, you can get a top 10 quarterback. Yeah, I I wish we could have got a little more, especially comparing it to the Jamal Adams trade. It feels if in a vacuum, like this feels like a decent amount for 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 Russell Wilson. Like it feels like w- without the context of the Adams trade. Right? Well, the obvious one yeah. is comparing it to the Jared Goff, uh, Matt Stafford trade, right? Right, and Which we did is, better than that. Yeah, that's two firsts, a third, and they had to take on Jared Goff's salary. We got two firsts, two, two seconds. seconds. Um, and we got some okay players. Yeah, we got, we got, uh, a quality move tight end, um, a solid role player on the defensive line. We don't need to resign Gerald Everett anymore. I thought about that. Noah, Noah fan is, is Gerald Everett. Good. Goodbye. We will see you. (laughs) Say la vie. We have, we have Noah fan now. We don't need him anymore. And yeah, we got Quentin Jeff, a guy who basically will be our Quentin Jefferson back, right? A defensive leader could play it. Outside on early downs and inside on on um pass on passing downs, downs. Um, a good a good solid player. He got six sacks last year from mostly playing on the interior. I think yeah. I mean, I mean, and we got somewhere between the thirtieth and fortieth best quarterback in the NFL. Oh, uh, yeah, Drew Lock sucks. Yeah, he's not I, good. Uh, but if we're no, trying to get a top ten pick, he can exist yes. as a starter for a season. <sighs> if we're doing tank commander with a 70 year old quarter uh, coach, I yikes. Okay. Let's talk about this. Okay. So, so I think a big catalyst for this, Aaron Rodgers gets $50 million. We're already probably, it's already probably brewing in the background. Um, Russ was in Denver today. So that's, Oh, by the way, that's like um, the equivalent of your girlfriend calls you from another guy's bed to break up with you. Uh, <laughs> he so. also apparently nixed trades to Philly and Washington. Yeah. Which I think is another uh, interesting thing. Philly, Philly probably loaded up all three of those first round picks and said, we'll give you four first rounders. And I, I definitely would have, or maybe like three firsts in Jalen hurts, which I would like better than this trade, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, so they, but you know what? End of the day, this is where we're at. Uh, one thing you you got longtime listeners of this podcast will know is that we're probably going to um, we're going to not spin it positively, but we're going to look uh, forward. Not not we're going to try to uh, we're going to look see. at what comes next because what already happened can't be changed. More, and we're going to look for success. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be the guy who like 
Uh, I'm never going to turn into that guy. Let's let's see. One, like I said last time, uh, I I don't know if I said this on the podcast or just in the Discord. I have like very few like clear first round grades in this draft. Not a ton of those, but I have so many second round grades comparatively to normal. Um, and like or like a guys that I would say are fringe first slash second rounders. Uh, it's nuts. I think the value we're getting at pick forty in the in this trade is a lot more than maybe normally I would expect it to be. Uh, can and- I try and word that a different way? I think I, I think I'm on the same page as you. I think there's between six and eight top ten players, and between like sixty five and eighty top fifty players in this draft. There's a lot of guys that I would say like in a normal year, I'd be like, oh yeah, this guy should go towards the end of the first round or the beginning of the second round. There's like 40 of those guys yeah. in this draft. Like it's like just a lot. Of, it's it's a very deep draft, even if it's not um, heavy on the top end talent and it's pretty bad at quarterback. Really strong so at safety and linebacker, which I mean, and, look and at our roster. At edge, tackle, safety, linebacker. These are all positions that look great and now are huge needs, huge holes on the roster. Okay, so... Let's start with the let's go back though. I want to rewind. I was saying I was making points. So the one catalyst for this, 50 million dollars a year, Aaron Rodgers. Russell Wilson has apparently stated, this is um coming out now, Heard that this. he he had told people that he wanted Mahomes slash Rodgers money. That was his goal. And we had stated on this podcast we thought he might do go into a phase of his career where he went into a kind of championships mode. That obviously was not the case. At least not Eric, for us. That's crazy. Eric, do you think do you think fifty million dollars for Russell Wilson is a good deal, or, or are you do you think that the team maybe kind of made the right choice here to walk away from Russ Russ for fifty million dollars a year? Oh, that's a hell of a pointed question. Uh, saying that fifty million a year for a quarterback, I mean, you better have a roster intact, and you better have a lot of young players. Like, if you kind of pick that that two thousand twelve draft around there, where you got these great players with late round draft picks. If you score big there, then yeah, that's, that's good. But that rarely happens. We've talked about this for years on the podcast, the way to win. Look at how the chiefs did it. They had a cheap quarterback. They could put in all these pieces around their cheap quarterback. And then hopefully those pieces, you can kind of move some in and move some out as your quarterback starts to, you know, get that big first deal. Um, Russ at 50 million on, Honestly, not unless the NFL is going to give everyone a thirty to forty million dollar quarterback budget. I, it's one of those things where Bobby hurt more because I see why the Seahawks did this. I get it. I think as time goes by over the next few couple months, I'll look back and be like, "Yeah, this is this is really, really, really was the best deal, uh, the right thing to do." But um, I, I can't. I can't say paying fifty million for Russ is is good for any team. I don't think Aaron Rodgers. How about this? I'll switch it. Is the Aaron Rodgers deal good for Green Bay? I don't think so. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has been to as many Super Bowls and won as many Super Bowls as Russell Wilson, and that is one and two, um, not respectively. So yeah, I I I don't like fifty million for a quarterback. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I I tend to agree, man. It's just like it's. The thing about Russell Wilson is, if we kept him at fifty million, is it a ticket to the playoffs every year? Yeah, and to be honest, I would have liked that. <laughs> it's comforting. It's comforting to know your team's always going to be in the mix. They they get if they can string four really good games together, they can they can win the Super Bowl, right? Like because they're they're going to make the playoffs. They're going to be in the mix. But 
there's there's a but here. Well, and we but we were never we we were never real. Realistically, we had like pretty low odds to win the Super Bowl. We were never we we're never going to be the favorite. You know, we were we were going to be a, a fringe contender at best. And yeah, I I think I think it's tough. I. I think the Seahawks went to the combine. They actually looked at the quarterbacks and I think they saw something there, which is what the more I dug, the more I started to see that, you know, yes, this is a, on the weaker end of recent quarterback classes, but it's not 2013. It's not Geno Smith is the best quarterback. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm thinking, I'm thinking they're willing to, to make a run at some of these guys that maybe Willis, if he's available at nine, I think is definitely on their radar. They loved Josh Allen. And if there's anyone that, Willis reminds you of, I mean, in terms of the evaluation, it's gotta be Willis. He's, he's big. He has a huge arm. He runs really well. He can really create a lot of kind of, you know, dynamic plays while he's on the move. Um, and then, you know, you got these guys that might be there in the second round for them that they probably like, like Matt Corral or Desmond Ritter. And those guys both fit the profile as well. And I, I hate Matt Corral. I, we just traded for Matt Corral. But I do think Desmond Ritter and Sam Howell both fit the uh, both fit the type. Like but looking they, at their depth of target, um, looking at the fact that they both can be a threat with their legs. And don't forget, Desmond Ritter got them got them mitts, bro. He got them huge hands. Early mocks have us taking. And he throws over the middle. So. If I there's no way we pick Matt Corral in the first round. If we do, that's a mistake. <laughs> just saying. There's that's just just a couple of mocks. There's up. just not a. There's just not a bu- enough buzz there for me, but I could see us taking him at like 209, 210, and that's that's acceptable. I mean, taking a quarterback at the top of the second round, if you think he's an option, if he turns into anyone, it's worth a second round pick, right? Like, and if he doesn't, then you're going to draft high anyway. Yeah. So yeah, you draft high and you can get your guy next year. So yeah, I think I think that like there there's there's options here it's not horrible it's not as dire as i initially uh anticipated it's not great <laughs> let's, let's not i'm not i'm not trying to blow up this quarterback class too much it's not great i would much rather just have russell wilson but uh, all things considered yeah it's it's fine uh 20 i mean 2023 yeah i mean got bryce young and stuff like if, if we're really tank commanders we might be we might be in that mode where we're looking at cj stroud or bryce young um, I'm not super into either of those guys at this point, but I do think Bryce Young has boatloads of potential. Well, if you think that Pete and John are going to go into that two-year rebuild, I I don't see it. I think that they think they can win next year or be as good as they were going to be this coming year. I think. Are you saying always compete is is always compete back, Eric? Always compete is definitely back. Just look at the Ooh. coaching. This was this was planted months ago, and we should have like Batman. We should have seen all the signs, guys. So the one thing I will say to that is if you're always competing 25 million in dead quarterback space sitting on your cap is pretty hard. That's why I I would think it would be like, you know, maybe compete, but you probably are like competing for a wild card spot in 22 and the team's back baby in 23. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And that's, I can do that. That's fair. I mean, uh, shooting for the playoffs, like, that's probably where we were headed this year. Cause I mean, let's look at our, our budget game that we did where, you know, Kevin had slightly more money and, or no, we didn't, I don't know. We got to redo that now, but, <laughs> but there was all this money that was, you know, we were going to have left over. Well, we have to resign guys. What are we going to get? Oh, we're still getting these schlubs off the line. How are we going to strengthen this part of the team? 
uh, now we have a way to get there. All right. So, um, meme court. Well, let's, let's go to the. We've talked a little bit of the draftees. What about meme quarterbacks? Okay. So the I, I have two meme quarterback options that I think would be a lot of fun. At least it would be fun. It would be good content for us, no matter what. So my number one choice for meme quarterback, of course, longtime listeners will know, is Jameis Winston. Uh, famous Jameis, get him in here. No uh, longer Winston. He he yeah he got the LASIK so he's great now he's the goat he was really good last year think about how good the Saints were think about how good the Saints were before his injury and how bad they were after his injury I mean it's science guys yes Jameis Winston so I would I would be super into Jameis Winston honestly like in all seriousness him throwing to DK probably would work pretty good you love <laughs> it's the kind Winston. of it's the kind of receiver he's had success we'll with never in the get past. him because we did not trade. Russell Wilson to New Orleans, and now they're like, "Well, you're not getting anything from us." <laughs> well, no, no, Jameis is a free agent, dude. You oh, just get him. see, I didn't know because I don't Fa- follow Jameis. Famous, Winston like famous, famous Jameis, eight, eight million. Bring him in. Okay, uh, we could trade for Gardner Minshew. He's like got one year left for. Th- that's another love. Gar- loves Gardner Minshew in the Discord. My friend, even when I text him, he's like, "This makes me so sad." We need to get Gardner Minshew now. It's a, it's a great meme quarterback pick, right? Like, it's a great meme. It's like, why? Uh, Here's the thing. If Gardner Minshew is our Tarveris Jackson, like, that's not a bad life to live for a season. I mean, Kevin got eaten by robots, so yeah. we'll, uh, we, 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 uh, we respect you, Kevin. The Russell Wilson uh, any- satellite got him. <laughs> Russell Wilson shot him down from space. Hey, Kevin, God bless. I can't have you talk to me like that. God bless. Separation okay. is the preparation, Kevin. I didn't realize I was speaking ill of the dead. Okay, so yeah, it's it's brutal. It's absolutely brutal. Um, what about Noah Fant too? He he had to follow Drew Locke from from uh from Broncos <laughs> to Seattle. I'm trying to not imagine Yikes. the Broncos that got traded here and how they were like. Oh, Russell, I was this close to playing Russell Wilson. Oh, are you serious? Yeah. You got to figure Noah Fant, like, I'm just picturing him, he gets off at SeaTac, looks over at the baggage check and sees Drew Locke, and he's like, I thought I just left you. <laughs> if, Man. I'll just say, I'll say this. If you're mad, I'm right there with you. Because what we did is we became the Broncos, and the Broncos became us, Right. Like they are now a pretty good roster that has the quarterback, not a lot of draft capital. You know, they're missing their draft capital and, and it's going to be, it's it, the window's not going to be open for super long, but they're us now and we're them. We're going to be a pretty good roster with, uh, <laughs> with no quarterback. We, it's the hardest thing to find, right? It's everyone needs a quarterback. Man, I if don't you know. Swap drew lock out for like any one of their receivers or corners. I feel instantly better about this trade. Yeah, that that part makes me a little sad. It's like, what'd you get back? Well, you got Drew Locke back. Oh, neat. Uh. <laughs> um. Same. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, the 49ers gave up three first uh, rounders for Trey Lance. So, like, I don't know. That's the that, there is little things that are that are still irritating me that I'm thinking about. I, I think <laughs> so, that Russell. Remember last year how. Russ's agent came out with four teams and we were pissed about that for various reasons. But one reason was like, you know, you're, you're basically forcing us to trade you to these four teams, which is mm-hmm. that at least that's four teams. I believe year, that Russ has one, one team. team and it probably got out. If he was in Denver today, like as I'm starting to stew as the podcast is going on, he was there today. That means that it got out 
before the deal was done. And that's, that's frustrating. Yep. He, he, uh, he, it sucks. I mean, this is the second worst sports day in Seattle history, probably. Right. Well, okay. So it's, it's number one is the Sonics leaving. That's the worst day in Seattle sports history. It will never, there's nothing can top that really other than like a different team leaving. Uh, then it's between this and, and, you know, running, running on the goal line or passing on the goal line. I think the worst, I think the worst interception in NFL history is number two. And then this. Okay. Man, I don't know. I actually feel like a, I the, actually the previous Super Bowl loss hurt me more. Oh really? Because mm. oh, I was coming not... off a Super Bowl win, and so I was like, "Okay, yeah. but we made back to back Super Man." That Super Bowl loss, I'm like, that was what two years after we're gonna take the ball and we're gonna score. That was like the that felt like the culmination, the end of a team. And so when that team didn't get the ring, it was like, "Man, are we ever gonna get one?" Hmm. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, now make a lot of weird, weird noise. Make okay. it sadder. We're gonna people are probably, people are probably, uh, T-Mobile Fave Five wait. worst moments of your Seattle sports hey, family. Guys, we're forgetting about <laughs> Ken Griffin Jr. leaving town. Oh, okay. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing about the Jr. trade. It sucked, and it was definitely surprising. But like at the end of the day, that was a good trade. <laughs> Yeah. Like Griffey didn't time, do though, it was the worst. Griffey didn't do anything after that or did very little and we picked up like actual and good players. Mike Cameron basically outplayed him for the next yes. five years. Yeah. And then on top of the fact that didn't we also get like Freddie Garcia in that trade? No, we got Tom uh, Coe and a couple other guys. Freddie Garcia was part of the uh, uh Randy Johnson Randy Johnson. Trade. Yeah. Okay, well that trade was good too. And that trade also hurt, but that trade also good then Freddie Garcia if we got Freddie Garcia back because he was pretty solid. Yeah, A Rod signing in Texas was worse than either of those trades because there was literally nothing to be excited about. Guys, I'm going to throw in number seven. If the Kraken lose to Montreal this Friday, (laughs) (laughs) that's I'll put that right above this. Shut your face. (laughs) Just just shut. We're just we're getting too sad. I had to bring in some. A little bit of levity there. I mean, and same with the same with the Peyton trade. Like the Peyton trade sucked on the day, but then Ray Allen was was better than Peyton from that point forward. So shut your mouth. It's true. We won't talk what do you about want the camp trade. Yeah, don't do that. Uh, both players bad. <laughs> I like uh, I like that uh, we traded them, and in the portal they managed to just combine weight and not change height, and then pop out <laughs> on each side. And you're like, oh, cool. That's awesome. That's I'm glad you're both a hundred pounds overweight and your legs died. This is a good trade. Okay. Let's stop talking about the depression. Okay. (laughs) Bobby Wagner leaving. Uh, So then they, so the Bobby Wagner leaving, it sucks. We kind of expected it though. And Bobby seemed, I don't know. Bobby seemed a little, I mean, 20 million is a lot of money. We expected something to happen with Bobby, right? Like he was either going to restructure thing. And, and he, he doesn't. He didn't look. He had didn't look the same last year, right? He looked like he was starting to decline a little bit, and it, it when it happens, it ha- can happen fast. I think they know. They know what they knew. What they have. They know what they're doing. Um, and this is a really good linebacker class. Uh, I you you can take. There's guys that can just run fit really well. There's guys that can cover. Like there's tons of really awesome linebackers. So I think yeah, I'm into it. I'm really excited uh about it and if you did you uh um, have you watched brooks the... has uh shown that he can hold down at least one linebacker spot like well who do you have i, I know i'm not done with linebackers yet kevin i'm like a third of the way through yeah i've only like done my initial be. look but i have some but names i really like there are some guys man like like 
uh, Muma and uh, Harris Chanel. and and Lloyd. Like these guys are really, really, really good. Yeah. Like um, who's in the Chanel, like, Damon Clark, Darian yeah, Beavers just... is a middle linebacker. I think is like, I I think he could fit that role really well. Yeah. Uh, Troy think... Anderson out of Montana State could develop really well. I don't mean I want... to sound like a, a sad guy who lost his girlfriend, but you know, there's a chance if nobody signs Bobby, we will go treat him like KJ. We can get him back for like eight billion a year. We, we the could. thing is, he's still a top three inside linebacker. Somebody's going to sign him, but no one's going to love him as much as I do, Kevin. That's also true. Um. All right. So then, like, what what are we what are we going to do? Well, there's um. Okay, so what are we gonna do at pick nine? <laughs> I thought you let's were make a prediction. Go into the, uh, the Let's make a prediction. Well, who thinks it's gonna be? Who thinks, I'm not doing a Patreon <laughs> thing today. Uh, no, 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 uh, no. I no thought thing. you were gonna Ke- do the uh, how to support the podcast. I was like, what a way to end it. What a way to end it, Nathan. <laughs> Kevin, do you do you think uh, they go edge here at the? I don't think they pick at nine. You think they trade down? Yep. Wise. I I got a wise call by the Seahawks. Wise call on Kevin's part. I think that they either pick a quarterback. If Willis is available, they pick him. That's my prediction. If Willis is available, they pick him. If he's not available, then if there's an uh, like one of the top edges, if like Thibodeau's there, or maybe they if they really liked like David Ojabo or something, then then they could. Which I wouldn't blame them, by the way, <laughs> if they really liked David Ojabo. Um, then then you could you could pick an edge there, right? If like Thib- Thibodeau has had like a really weird off season where like I don't know, they, people are being super. I feel like they're being he, super disrespectful to Kayvon Thibodeau. Let's let me be honest. Kayvon Thibodeau, he he did this thing in all his games where he would just like do different pass rush moves. Like in like in one game, he's like, "All right, then this game I'm gonna do this pass rush move." I'm just I'm gonna, gonna make... long arm the guy on every yeah. rep. And it's like it's like okay, you can see what he's doing, and so like he's just trying stuff out, man. He was like still like learning the position, and and the fact is is that. When he just decided, like, okay, I just need to get to the quarterback. This guy is like getting. He, there's no one who bends like him in this class. Like, are you joking me? This guy is amazing. And so, and for people to just like bag on him and be like, well, are you sure he he loves football? It's like this guy. What are you talking about? Like, you don't get to where he is if you don't love football. Like, it's so hard to get to where he is if you don't. I don't know. It's stuff like that really irritates me. I feel me. like he spent an entire year as the clear number one edge prospect. And so people have spent an entire year trying to find reasons why he's not great. And now, like, they have a couple of new shiny things. And so, like, oh, Trayvon Walker. Oh, Aiden Hutchinson. We'll just he's... ignore the fact that Aiden Hutchinson um, is, like, is more athletic than people want to say he is, but does not have nearly the same bend, and it's not even close. Or that Trayvon Walker is basically just a bag of traits with no football skill. You know, it the thing is, is it's like it's like Clowney, like the, he has that level of like raw, like edge talent, like Clowney did, but he's not like a knucklehead like Clowney. He like is he his interviews are really good. Like I watched some of his interview stuff at the combine, and they're like talking about how he he's like he's like yeah man, I play chess, and that chess reminds me of being a defensive lineman because you know you got to think three moves ahead and and get the other guy thinking about the wrong move so you can get him. And I'm like, dude, this guy's cool. Like <laughs> I I don't know if he doesn't go in the top three, I'm gonna be mad. Like that's that's it. Um, okay, I have a question. Just specifically, I wrote this down. I wrote, ask Eric. You ready for this, Eric? I'm ready. Does what does Drew Lock wear number three? That's his number, by the way. 
Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> guys, guys, we have the same quarterback still. <laughs> still number three. Okay, two two things. One, Drew Locke gets opening day and goes, hey, check this out, guys. I got the same number as Russell Wilson. And everyone just <laughs> stares at him. DK, DK may tackle him. Um, I think he's going to go in with like, uh, you know, I'm not a dummy despite what my on-field play says. I'm going to go with number 10 or something, you know, like. You think he should not wear number three? I don't, th- I think he should not. <laughs> and I think he's going to be wise enough to be like, you know what? It's time to reinvent myself. I'm going to be number 33 or 10 or any number. I'm going to be quarterback 91. That's if you want the me to quarterback's buy your number is 33, Nathan's going to projectile vomit on you. <laughs> yeah, you can, quarterbacks can't wear 33. I'm pretty sure that's, that's not allowed. That's why and I said it, I'll draw buy your it, jersey if you're QB 91. If it is if it is allowed for a QB to never wear number 33, I think I'm going to Roger Goodell's house. <laughs> like I can't I I can't take this anymore. Listen here, Raj. Russell <laughs> Russell Wilson's a Denver Bronco. The first time he goes into the camera and says, "I don't know, uh, Michelle Tafoya, who who retired." Uh, and doesn't do this anymore. Yeah, it's just it's just great to be in the Mile High City. I want to be closer to God, and God's in the sky, and I'm a mile high, so I'm real close to him. Go Broncos. I'm going to lose my shit. Hey, what about the, the fact that we have a home game against the Broncos? Oh, yeah, that's the other uh, part. Uh, what, do you, what do you guys think? Do you think that's going to be a primetime game? Yeah, I think it's going to be the opening game of the season. I think they're going <laughs> to roll it out there as the, oh, the season opener. Because, I mean, that's just – that game is – that's brutal. That's like – that'll be insanity. I'll say this. Is it here oh, okay. or is it in Denver? It's in here. It's here. <sighs> Would you boo Russ if you're at the game? Uh, how many no. beers have I had? <laughs> I don't think I can. I don't think I can, but I, I would be tempted. Sober? No. Very obvious, he forced his way out. very obvious he forced his way out, and I just – I don't know if I could take it considering – You know what I would do? That. I would do what I do at sports games sometimes. I will observe the crowd and stand there solemnly. So, okay, we have like 60 million, 60, $66 million in cap room now. Uh, that's a lot. Uh, yeah, even with the $25 million dead cap hit, Kevin, $66 million. As long as we can get a quarterback in here that's not crazy expensive, that plays moderately competently, like they, they can fill out the roster and be a, a fringy playoff team. And I don't think we're, I don't think we're fringe- super far away from, from where we were that, this morning, except for there's a lot more. We're introducing a lot more variants, guys. Yes. <laughs> we are now. I am now open to anywhere between one and ten wins. Well, like one win would not surprise me if we beat San Francisco one out of two times, and that's our only win. That would I'd be like, yep, that's what happened. And you figure var- what our picks, pro- our draft picks probably so be somewhere sad. between like twelve and twenty, right? <laughs> Most likely for next year. Yeah, I would say that. Yeah, almost guaranteed. And you would say Denver's pick is probably going to be somewhere between twenty four and thirty two. I mean, yeah, I would be surprised if they were if they were not if they were not like a one one. You know, they're they're us. They're us now. So they're gonna win one playoff game and then get eliminated. So yeah, twenty twenty four. We're gonna be the Jets of last so year. We're just if you root for the package those two picks, that's enough to get you up around the top ten. So if there's three good quarterbacks in the next draft and we don't feel like we have a quarterback moving forward, I'd figure those two first round picks could go up and get the quarterback we need or. If we feel like we have a quarterback we can take another swing with, then we're in a position where we'd have two first-round picks that we can continue building out a roster with. So that's not a bad spot to be in. Yeah, I think 
I think there's three good quarterbacks in the next draft, right? We got you got um, Stroud, Young, and Richardson. Like people are all excited about those two guys. And there's always like I was about to say, there's always one dude who's gonna like kind of come yeah. out of from from like a C plus yeah. is going to burrow his way up into like an A minus. Exactly. I mean, you know who we should not pick? Spencer Rattler. Just run the opposite direction from um from from Spencer Rattler. That's my um. I don't know. That's my that's my take there. Hmm. I don't know. I I haven't like. I will admit, like I know Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud because they play for like the two best teams. So like I know those guys really well. Um, and I know I like I like the Fresno State guy, uh, Hazner, right? That's his name. Jake Hayner. Hayner, yeah, and he's pretty solid. So yeah, that's that's basically the the guys I have like more than D.J. Uyunglele. Uh, for Clemson with a bounce back season could be interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Keaton Slovis with his, a bounce back season for Pitt. His arm talent is like insane. Uh, yeah, yeah, Slovis Slovis could have a comeback season next year. He could be the Burrow from this class, right? Um, Anthony Richardson too. He's just such a good athlete, and yeah. like he'd be he'd be such a Pete Carroll guy. Like, <laughs> like just want run run in zone read every play and just running around and doing crazy stuff. Like I just think that would be a really nice fit. Will Levis for Kentucky's another really interesting guy. I don't want to talk about this anymore. It's okay. making me sad. It's making me too sad. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> I don't want to talk about I don't I hate the idea that this season is already over and we're on to the next season. That's uh, see, and I, I don't think unacceptable it's over yet. to me. We have a lot of money, free agency, we have a lot of draft picks. I'm not I I'm, I'm gonna find a way to be excited about this. I do have a question that hopefully other people will enjoy. Here's asking. a here's a Wait, Eric, I have a question for you, though. If you have a lot of cap room, that's just a lot of cap room you can roll over to next year, right? Sure, sure. Why not, why not the Jaguars do it, right? Um, Kevin, can, well, Kevin, Kevin, <laughs> don't steam away, sir. Don't let the steam escape you yet. Will you please explain the dead cap hit that, that we're encountering here? Uh, yeah, it's easy. We uh, basically have to pay out the entirety of Russell Wilson's uh, um, remaining remaining, remaining bonus. signing bonuses. Okay, so that's what twenty it was. That's what twenty six twenty six million dollars. He has twenty six dollars million dollars in bonuses remaining. He was due like thirty seven, I think, this year. So we we actually saved eleven in the trade. But then because of the guys we're getting back, it's you know those guys will count against the cap. So it's like we have like one million dollars, but we saved a lot by cutting Bobby. And okay, there's Tyler Lockett trade rumors. Tyler yeah. Lockett, we could maybe get like a late first or a, a early to mid oh, second. We can't get a late first for Tyler Lockett or a second because Denver doesn't have any more of those draft picks. <clears throat> and I'm not kidding you. Where do you think Tyler wants to go and where do you think he is wanted the most? Okay, important? I'll just trade him heads up for Jerry Judy. There you, oh, I, I think Tyler Lockett. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. Tyler Lockett, I think the, the, the spot that makes the most sense to me is New England. Really? Uh, New England makes a lot of sense to me. And then Dolphins. Dolphins have been shopping for a court, apparently shopping for wide receivers all off season. And also it's just a good fit for Tua, you know, guys that can do RPO stuff and run short routes is a good fit for, for also Tua. Also Green Bay. Um, Green Bay would be good, but I don't, so, I don't know how Green Bay fits him in the cap with $50 million, Aaron Rodgers, and then <laughs> franchise tag Devontae Adams. Like that's, I don't that know is, if they're going to be able to tag Adams. Well, they already tagged him. Oh, they did? Whoa. Yeah. It's already Whoa. over. Okay, never mind. They just aren't doing anything this offseason. Yeah. It's, well, boys, it's, it sounds like there's an opening. I mean, people are saying. position in Green Bay. 
people are saying that like, oh, well, his cap number will go down for this year to about Rodgers. And I'm like, how? It has $165 million in guarantees in four years. The structure of this contract has to be different than what they're saying because it doesn't make any sense to me. Like the things like there's a lot of conflicting information. It's like if it's 165 million in guarantees, like I don't know how you spread that out so that his cap hit is low this year. If you are okay, so if it would have required the Aaron Rodgers deal in order to pry the window open for three or four more years, I would not have liked that. Like if our options were to give the Rodgers deal to Russ I think that, or trade that Russ, is, that's what the options were. Then Kevin. I completely like, understand I, why the decision was made. It just makes me hate the Jamal Adams trade. That's that's all. Uh huh. Well, you, you should be hated at this point. It was a, it's a total flop. At the time, you know, we we spun it positively and tried to to th- say like, how can this work out? But it's basically it didn't work as bad out as that it way. Gets. And it yeah, because we could have the ninth gets. and tenth pick in this draft. It's okay to admit when when things go bad. <laughs> They went, and they went very, very bad. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, they, they, the, the worst part is not the actual trade itself, even though it's giving up way too much for a safety. The worst part is how they've used Jamal Adams. Embar- embarrassing, embarrassing, uh, mis misallocation of assets. And the the another thing annoying about it is is that Pete this offseason has been like, yeah, our hubris got the better better of us. You don't you don't say <laughs> you don't you don't say that your hubris has got the better of you. Got guy guy who has now like yeah exactly long time coming man it's like these these argh. just think it only took him five years to figure that out crap i love i love how nathan is like being super calm and then at some point he's just throwing the papers everywhere and then he gets calm again. i have all these notes and i just keep like looking at them and then i get mad because it's just like oh don't forget I the don't wheelbarrow want... analogy the wheelbarrow oh oh yeah okay <laughs> so someone put this in the discord and i think it's right. like a really good because like Rooting for Russ was like rooting for Carlton, right? It was like very frustrating, and I I could never really explain why. And then this uh, someone posted in the Discord. It's um, and it's just, it's a quote from maybe second best man on Reddit. It says Russell Wilson seems like the kind of guy who would borrow your wheelbarrow and then return it with a fresh coat of paint and a plate of his wife's brownies, which is nice. But then he sort of passively aggressively chides you for letting it rust to begin with, and you're like, it's my fucking wheelbarrow, man. And he's like. That's fine. That's fine, brother. Be blessed and go with God. That's all I have to say about this trade. Thank you. <laughs> that that really does explain, like, because we talked about, like, how he's a cheese ball and everything. We said that for years. Um, but you couldn't quite articulate, like, what was frustrating about him as a human. You're just like, man, this guy is, like, super thirsty, horn dog, cheese ball guy. Uh, yeah, that's that, that was a really good encapsulation of that. <laughs> wow. He is a robot, um, and now he can go be a robot in the snow. Do you think he says "Go Bronx"? That's oh, that's gross. the thing. When I said when he said "Go Broncos," when he says that, it's gonna happen, and I'm my heart's gonna break a little bit. I don't know if it broke today with Russell Wilson leaving, but it might break a little bit when he says that because that made me so happy for years. Like people, sorry, I'm gonna cuss again. Kind of like people pissing all over the Seattle Seahawks my entire life, uh, and. And he, this is a guy who's really good, who's going to be a Hall of Famer, who at the end of whatever he says, his robot program tells him to say, go Hawks. And it, it meant the world. And so, yeah, it's it's going to suck when I hear that. Yeah, Russ, uh, Russ still has his, pic- his uh, Instagram picture, still him on the Seahawks. Hey, this explains why last <laughs> week he I guess- scrubbed his social media and just said, like, athlete and entertainer. And everyone was like, what's this mean? 
And then I thought back to Nathan saying, well, Kyler Murray doing it doesn't mean anything. And now it means that Kyler Murray is going to the Seahawks. Uh, Okay. So there are, (laughs) there are, there are trade candidates. People talk about Kirk Cousins, Marcus Mariota, um, guys, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. I'll just say this. Kirk Cousins is not a trade candidate. He'll want the, he'll be, he'll be like, can I get the Rogers deal too? No, Kirk Cousins, you just trade for him and you just don't even give him a new contract. You're just like, you're playing football for the deal that you have now and if he sucks then you just cut him after this year because there's no guarantees after this year but yeah like Kirk Cousins for a third rounder I think that's completely fine I'll say this people said Jimmy G if San Francisco is willing to trade you Jimmy G then you can't trade for him that's your division rival you can't it it's very obvious he sucks if they will trade him to you that's no that's no good so yeah that's that's that one no that's a that's a negative I'm I'm pretty sure they're drafting a guy. I'm 99.9% sure we're getting a guy in the draft here. Um, it just seems like the arrow is pointing that direction for sure to me. And also, weirdly, like a lot of the teams towards the top, the tippy top of the draft, um, don't they, are they just drafted a quarterback? You know what I mean? They like, so like if we look at the, the NFL draft order, I mean, like Jacksonville just took Lawrence. The Lions are at two. They need a quarterback. Houston's at three. They need a quarterback, but I don't know. It just seems like they don't. They don't really want to take a quarterback that high. So then we got Jets, no Giants, maybe Panthers six. I don't know. I just feel like that eight is the soonest someone could draft a quarterback. Like the Falcons at eight are our biggest rival to getting the quarterback we want. Yeah, I feel like it's more like getting in before the Steelers. <laughs> they screwed. They screwed up last year. Can they do it again? Man, what the Falcons they need they need so many players to be good though. That's the thing. They're so far away from being good. So at least they have Calvin Ridley. <laughs> I gotta take my shots where I can. It's been a rough day, boys. Yeah, well I Calvin bet you Ridley. haven't heard it about a certain news piece then. Dang it. <laughs> I was gonna say Calvin Ridley's not all in next year. Okay. The Okay. I mean Falcons then, are really oh, gambling on a rebuild here. People suggested that we trade for Deshaun Watson and well, I mean, I'd go down there and uh <sighs> give him a massage myself if it helped i i don't think that that's a good idea no yeah we have a whole list of reasons a large no. I think there's, a, here. there's a lot of there's a lot of reasons why they should not do that there's like 16 um, to 22 reasons why they should not do that okay so i mean upcoming weeks obviously we're probably going to revisit offensive draft again because it, the context has completely changed and we definitely need to dive the quarterbacks even deeper than last time more than my just like i watched all these guys and want to get out on corners i think now we need to really focus on which guys are our seahawks yeah, we'll guys and which guys combine are scrape on defense then we'll come back with a draft look on offense again after that right yeah and then and then we'll then we'll yeah we'll we'll get the defense and Wait, it's it's a uh, it's exciting. I mean, like to be honest, it's a bold new direction for the team. And while rebuilds are tough, and there there might be some growing pains here, I don't think that I don't think this is all bad. And you know, Russell Wilson did bring us a Super Bowl. Whether don't be mad at him. You know, it's it's hard to imagine this team without him. It's hard to imagine him in another uniform. But it is what it is. Here's like, the thing: nothing... we thought this was coming in three seasons with zero draft picks. Instead, it's coming now with a bunch of draft picks. Uh, so, it would have came okay. with a third round compensatory pick. <laughs> if you were tired. <laughs> I'm just messing around, man. All right. Uh, I, I hate yeah. you. <laughs> it's it's tough. Like, do you think uh, 
Okay, Quandre. I do, nope. It's he's not coming back anymore, mm-hmm. right? He he, he no. seems like the he seems like the kind of guy who would who would this would be like him being like, okay, I'm done. I'm not coming back. Cause he he's. I feel he's like just, we should let him walk just because, like, because I, I want to trade Jamal at this point. So then Bobby's out, Jamal's out, he's out. That's if we can I, trade Jamal. I don't. I think Jamal's contract is pretty difficult to. I think you'd have to have a big season to make him a tradable asset. Well, and also, like, have you how much dead cap would we have to incur if we traded him? Because we just signed him to a seventy million dollar extension. Uh, here, if hey, we cut, makes if, him cheaper for who we trade him to. Oof. Oh, if we if we trade Jamal Adams, it's a. Uh, $30 million on this year's cap. There's no way we're trading Jamal Adams. <laughs> that will never, that will never happen. I'm just going to throw that out there. You got, dude, his cap number this year is only 9 million. That's crazy. I'm, I'm hating that trade so much. Just every, <laughs> every day it's, just, is there, is there an article out there where Deshaun Watson was secretly really good friends with Jamal Adams? Is there any way to make that trade worse for me? I'm just, <laughs> Hey man, maybe he has like a morality clause in his contract. We just need to get some masseuses in there. No, just, <laughs> just kidding, guys. Just kidding. It, it's getting punchy here. I I might have hit the uh, sauce. I a little think bit. I think it might be time to wrap this one. Also, gentlemen. the amount of people who never talk to me about my podcast today. So yeah, you gotta you gotta have a lot to talk about tonight on your podcast. Yeah, suddenly all of these middle aged women who I work with uh, all were aware that I do a Seahawks podcast <laughs> and asked me if I got a text message during the first half of the day. I'm like. Gee, that's super, super awesome, guys. Kevin and I are in two separate industries. We had the same, the same day. I uh, no one talked to, no one asked me about it at all because uh, I don't talk to people at work. I'm just, I'm just like in this. I'm in my own, my own world. I feel like sometimes no one bothers me. All right, if you would like to support the CXS podcast, just uh, reach out and give a hug because we're really sad right now. Uh, Go on, join the, (laughs) join the Discord, join the Discord, join the Discord for the 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 memes man get in there uh watch me watch me do mock drafts uh, watch me trade up to to number one and then trade down a million times to uh to, to see how many picks i can get um what watch me trade away, for houston's you? first round pick next season oh man just we're goofy trying to make it as that the pff trade calculator is just goofy it's just so funny so all right well that's it for kevin for eric uh we'll see you guys uh oh uh, movie club this today uh i watched uh, i'm playing horizon forbidden west eric have you played it no 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 it's pretty it's pretty good it's more horizon uh i watched Uh, two guns there were way more than two guns false advertising yeah there was that was pretty solid though right yeah i mean it was exactly what i was expecting so good on it you see a del toro too bad no the one with uh denzel and mark Mark oh that one that one whoops uh Uh, you know what they say never uh never rob uh bank across from a donut shop with the best donuts in three counties it's like it's a old saying. it's an it's a very old thing uh it's one thing i like about that movie is like the violence like ramps up in ways that you don't expect at all yeah you're yeah. like you're like oh oh this is this kind of movie but then it but then it like it takes its foot off the gas all of a sudden and you're like oh okay maybe not maybe not oh oh this is happening again it's a they play with your heart a little bit in this one i just think it's <laughs> it's also just goofy like the the like the i don't know the two guys from different uh branches of the military or whatever and these i don't that 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 dynamic is always corny to me um i don't anyway hmm. uh i watched phantom thread so there oh. you go
Oh, you did. Oh, fan, fan to thread. It. I did. You I, didn't, I you did not like it, correct? Kevin, I after five years, I finally know what Phantom Thread is about. Was there a Phantom and a Thread? Uh, no, I, I, uh, you called my bluff. I, I watched that movie. I have no <laughs> idea what it's about. I, I don't know anything about this movie. Why it was DDL's last movie? It's like it's, Eric it actually didn't watch it. He just had a fever dream. It was a, uh, yeah, because I ate poisonous mushrooms. Haha, see, I did watch it. Um, yeah, I should have known this was going to happen this week because uh, this movie forecasted it. For Kevin, for Nathan, wipe away my see, tears, yeah. won't you? 